It is time to bring it back to vulnerability, back to connection. Here on the How's Your Heart podcast, we chat weekly about the practical ways to deepen the relationship with ourselves and how to cultivate that with the people around us too. My name is Jess. I am the host here on the How's Your Heart podcast. And alongside some amazing guests together, we are here to create psychologically safe spaces and to put into practice asking more than just how are you. Instead, we're asking, how's your heart? This episode is brought to you by Milkman Grooming. A big part of my mental health journey was learning how to prioritize self-care again. Taking care of my skin and hair has become my daily practice of self-love. And I'm so excited to share with you a Sunshine Coast-based company that gives you everything you need to prioritize self-care so you can show up as the best version of you too. Milkman supplies quality beard, hair, and fragrance products with addictive aromas for all of the men in your life. Whether you are shopping for yourself or for a special someone, take the hassle out of self-care by gifting luxurious scents and hair treatments that they will love. For all of my listeners, I have a special code to save you 20% off your orders using the code HEART. This is available until the 14th of May, so stock up on any birthday and anniversary gifts that not only makes them smell amazing, but also inspires them to prioritize their mental health too. Hello everyone, welcome back to the show. Today I am so stoked to have a chat with Cam, the founder of Chin Up Mental Health. Throughout his mental health journey that he opens up about during the show, Cam realizes his passion for reducing the stigma around mental health, particularly for men. The mission behind Chin Up's merchandise is to start up vulnerable and meaningful conversations that create a sense of mateship and community so that everyone knows they don't have to do this alone. I just wanted to preface that during this conversation, Cam and I talk about poor mental health, suicide, and eating disorders. And if any of these topics are triggering for you at this point, please skip this episode. I have a whole bunch of other episodes you can listen to. Apart from that, guys, let's get on into the show. Hey, Cam, welcome to the show. Cheers. Thank you. I guess first and foremost, I wanted to just ask you a question to really just open up this conversation, and it is, how is your heart? Um, the heart's pretty good. Um, has been good this week. I don't want to jinx it, touch wood. <laughs> um, been to the gym this morning, read a bit of my book. I've been up since pretty early, so it's pretty, pretty good. I haven't got anything burning at the moment, so it's really well. It's really good. That's awesome. Got a nice morning routine happening for you then. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much every morning, yeah. Yep. On that, what is the book that you're reading at the moment? Um, The Lean Startup. The Lean it's Startup? Called, yeah. Would yeah. You so I'll, I'll just touch that. It's just called oh. The Lean Startup. It's basically about entrepreneurship, Um, how to, you know, success – um and stuff like that with businesses and stuff like that so it's really good it's uh really helps really helps that's awesome I love an educational book to start off the day it just feels like you know you're stepping into that boss kind of energy as you move about the day yeah it's really good like and it helps like I meditate before I do it for like a couple of minutes and it really helps me focus and get into it and um never used to read books to be honest but uh 
This one, yeah, it's really cracked my eye. So started audio book, but now just I can't listen to an audio book. I'll fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, I know the story. I know the story. <laughs> I guess why I'm <laughs> so excited about this conversation today with you is because of your amazing organisation, Chin Up for Mental Health. Can you give us the rundown on what inspired you to start that and what it's all about? Yeah, so um, Chin Up started probably going on three years ago now. Um, basically, um, I had a really, really close mate um, of mine commit suicide. Um, and at the time that he passed away, I was actually there at the scene. So I actually seen him uh, pass away at the time. And after I got through all that trauma and that anxiety and depression, um, well, I'm still battling it, but I wanted to do something about it. Um, and I wanted to do something that everyone needed that could create change. Um, so yeah, basically I come up with a bunch of things, but for me, it was something to do online just because everyone is glued to their phones. Everyone is like on their phone. Like if we look at our screen time these days, everyone's on a minimum, like three hours. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to make a change. Um, and then I had another couple of mates commit suicide after that, which really hit home for me. Um, and then, yeah, I went through pretty bad relationship um, about a year ago. Um, and, yeah, I actually tried to commit twice um, suicide. So, yeah, really turned my life around, created the brand um, and just put my full focus into helping others and getting myself straight at the same time. So, yeah, found something that everyone needed and just took the risk, bought a few shirts, ran the logo and yeah just risked it took a risk and yeah slowly paying off it truly has too like just from the impacts that i see on your pages it's just you can see people really wearing your merch with purpose and understanding the intention behind it and i'm so sorry that those things have happened in your past like they're not things to just lightheartedly experience but let alone share about as well so thank you so much for being so open about that yeah yeah i guess yeah, that's... you go go oh, no you go Oh, I was going to say, what do you think was the first step into creating this organisation you have? Like what was the, I guess, green flag to just go all in on it? Well, I had a lot of mates in the sort of online world um, and I wanted to find something that would help and, you know, I thought, well, let's give it a shot because, you know, I've really got, you know, not much going for me at the time when I started. I was going through a relationship breakup and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to risk it. Even if I do go broke or go, you know, poor, I can still go back to my job and start again. Um, and I was still working at the time. I still am working part-time as well outside of this. And I just thought, nah, let's do it. Um, and then when I bought my first box of, I think, 100 shirts, I just started selling them to my friends and like locally. The biggest green light for me was when I got my first Facebook review from an unknown person who just bought off the website and said, this is awesome. This is amazing. And that hard work that I put in, I thought, this is it. This is what's going to happen. So I spoke to a few of my 
good mates um, in the online world. And I thought, what do I do here? And he said, right, get a photographer, get some models, create some content. But the best thing you're going to have to be is be vulnerable. And you're going to have to tell people who've committed suicide, what you did about it, get behind it. And I literally put all my money into ads and it got out there and, you know, started getting some big orders. And now from last year, um, I went to complete burnout in December, the end of December, just because I sold more than I actually had um, oversold. And I've only just come back from that probably a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. managed to catch up this week. Coming Monday is the last of our orders that have to go out from even December last year. Um, so I'm really stoked that, yeah, I've got through it. So that was my green light. Was that Facebook review? That's was that your proudest moment you think so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like one of the biggest moments um, of my whole life because I literally put all my work into the keyboards and thought nothing of it, and then thought the whole website online world was a bit of a scam. And then when I checked my Commonwealth a couple of days after the order, the money went in, and I like literally went to the bank and said, "Is this money?" And they were like, "Yeah, it's money." And I was like, "Wow, right." we can work here we can do this so i was really excited um and yeah got one of my really good mates kane um who's been in the online world for years and he really really helped and pushed me through that's so awesome and obviously those t-shirts are there to start spreading awareness and open up the conversation i guess what how would we start this conversation if we were to wear one of those t-shirts that have the awesome logo on it and we wanted to, you know, pass on your intention of reducing the stigma around mental health, how would we go? The reason I started the name, um, just because I had a lot of mates say chin up all the time when I was really down and suffering um, and thought that would be a good name when I was trying to work out a slogan name. That's so interesting how you say chin up is your, like, empowerment phrase i guess um i was reading on your messaging and um whatnot about how there's kind of two sides to this chin up phrase where one side is like hold your head up like power through just keep swimming but the other side kind of reduces the um i guess doesn't take into consideration how severe maybe it is for someone and kind of disregards that so i guess what is your thoughts on that yeah, so it it can be very confronting for a lot of people. Um, you know, I've had a fair few, not heaps, but a few comments, especially on my ads and like Facebook and stuff like that, and my content, people saying, oh, chin up, oh, that is such a bad name. I don't want to hear that when I'm down and suffering. But if you turn it into a good way, it's actually empowering others, not just making a bad name. But that's the reason, one of the biggest reasons I've come up with a new logo. Um, it's basically, it's still named Chin Up, but it hasn't got the little picture of the little guy on it. Um, and it's just embroidered on our oversized tee. So it's not very like smack bang. It's more the trend and the fashion these days. But yeah, I have had a few people say to me, you know, maybe change it up and stuff like that. So I'm going into a new design um and yeah i'm really stoked about that but yeah some sometimes it does a smash bang it's like whoa that's not what i want to hear but then some people are pretty tough and we're like nah that's what i need to hear i need to get through it 
Yeah, I think that approach, I definitely take on that approach as well as sometimes if it's really scary, you just have to push through and do it. I found that especially in my journey, I when I ventured out of hospital after being in there for an eating disorder, I was faced with the fact that I had to be in recovery for, you know, as long as it was going to take. And that was really scary for me. And I really just had to, yeah, keep my chin up and just keep pushing through that. And I'm so glad I had support around me. And I really want to touch on that with you as well. Um, But the difference in like, using those empowerment phrases to hold on to who you truly are rather than letting, you know, those really awful circumstances and that really poor mental health kind of become who you are and just I guess it redefines you as a human rather than you as a mental illness. Yeah, um, happy to talk about that. I when I was down and suffering, I really didn't have much support and that's what even determined me more to start what I'm doing now. Um, obviously, my family are all around Australia. Um, my dad's always been in Adelaide, but um, mum's in Melbourne and family, literally, we don't really speak. So it does make it hard. Um, and, yeah, there wasn't much support. I had a, like probably two or three mates that stood by me Um when I was suffering, I also was going through a pretty bad relationship. My first love broke apart um, because I felt that when I was down and suffering, I was bringing her down as well. And looking back, I was, and it wasn't really healthy. So we had to break apart. And that just added on to the toxic feeling I was going through um, and made it 10 times worse. And that's when I started like really committing like trying to commit um suicide and you know looking back you know like yeah there wasn't much support and that's determined me to do what I do and even like this morning you know like one of the managers of the gym come up and said oh my god man I've seen your social media the last two weeks like you've turned around so much in two years and I'm like yes I have but I've sacrificed like I have seriously sacrificed a lot of old group of friends I've disconnected with I've sacrificed, you know, not one big serious relationship, but two. And, you know, I've sacrificed my party life on the life I want to live to do what I want to do because that's really what I want. And, you know, I can worry about traveling and all that stuff later on. But, yeah, it's it was pretty shit support, to be honest, when I was suffering. And a lot of people feel, you know, like there's not a lot of support around um when they are suffering so you know that's why I wanted to do what I do yeah oh it's so interesting about I really connect with the fact that you felt like you were dragging down your partner and your first love because yeah again like I said during my journey I was much the same I felt like I was a burden in their life And that, you know, I was holding them back from their amazing life because I was going through some pretty tough stuff as well. I guess how did your, like, did you as well turn to isolation um, in times? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. And as a guy, like, holding on to, you know, some traumatic um, 
stigma of my mate passing away you know that person that i was with at the time was it's okay but she really didn't know the pain that was inside of me that i was going through and you know i turned it around rather quickly but then turned it into creating chin up and creating that not just a brand but a foundation you know i don't only just sell the merchandise i do a lot of public speaking so that took a lot of confidence, a lot of training in my voice, you know, powering other crowds to do what I do. And I just didn't have time. And, you know, looking back at my first love, if it was different and the traumatic stuff didn't happen, I think we'd still be together. But I'm sort of grateful that it did because it's empowered me to find my passion my dream in life. And I'm so focused that I'm not letting anyone in. You know, I'm not letting anyone in to take control. Um, and that's something I gotta work on myself. Um, you know, if that person comes along, then happy days will cross the bridge. But at the moment, you know, my self-control is pretty strong. So Yeah. I wanna to touch on that as well. Like how has your um support systems and even like circles who you engage with change across your mental health journey and what does it what did it used to look like and what does it look like now and I guess what was the process? yeah so yeah my crowds I used to hang around um where like party animals you know like to go traveling and just drink you know the whole party scene um I had a couple of mates that I got now that you know I was socializing with but I was always that you know crazy Aussie bogan, always drinking, always, you know, not looking after myself. And, you know, I did see myself going down. So to way it looks now, um, it's really good because I've changed the group of friends I hang around, but also changed the way I am in my behaviour and that's brought other friends and helped other friends get through trauma and stuff like that. You know, people at the gym always say hello. They never used to say hello to me. Um, I've gathered a few friends from the brand. I've met uh, so many people and it's just a good space to be in. And, you know, it's it's a lot better than what it used to be and breaking away from that friendship groups and just partying every weekend. Yes, it was hard, but, you know, I didn't really miss out on much looking back at it now. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot better than what it used to be, yeah. That's so good. I definitely can relate. I moved up from my hometown to this new place and I engaged in the health and fitness industry as a coach and being surrounded by people who are also wanting to better themselves and to stay active and to work out for whatever reason that they have regardless I feel like that kind of connection is always just so beautiful and so supportive and um, I love how yours is chin up because the support around getting your chin up over that bar, your first ever pull up, your first ever chin up, the amount of applause that we get in our classes is just insane because it is such a hard thing to do. And when I saw your phrasing and your messaging, I was like, yes, because chin ups are hard. Mental health journeys are hard. And yeah, like let's just get into this active conversation too. Like how has exercise transformed your mental health journey yeah so exercise for me um always sort of been into the gym you know before the trauma happened but 
when I was in my relationship breakup and when my mate committed suicide to do what I do now, I hated the gym. Like it was so confronting because I'm working on myself. And then I just kept going and then I stopped for a while, you know, met another woman and lost all that self-motivational stuff I should have been doing. Um, And now it it just really helped me because not only has it like, you know, changed my diet, made me feel better, it's gave me clarity in life, you know, mental health clarity, you know, especially with running the brand, you know, there's money coming in and out. It's very stressful, you know, got bills to pay you know i've still got to live a life i still got to put a meal on the table and money used to just stress me out so much so you know even i do go to the gym but i especially go to the gym when i'm just having a bad day or a bad week and i come out of that gym and i just you know meditate for a little bit and it just gives me clarity that everything's going to be okay um and i really love the gym you know i may not look you know shredded or whatever some people might think i do but i don't but it's not just the look, it's, you know, the people I'm surrounding myself in the gym, we're all working on each other, you know, and half the people at the gym aren't, you know, bodybuilders. Half of them are, but most of them are just everyday people. So mm-hmm. surrounding myself with the everyday people um, that are always happy to talk and, you know, be around is something that I recommend to not just myself for others because, you got more chance of getting something out of someone when you know they got good dopamines going through them, not just drinking <laughs> yeah. and partying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And just yeah, getting those endorphins rushing in the morning. Do you generally gym in the morning? Is that your go-to? Do you have a routine there? Yeah, yeah. So probably gym about yeah seven eight o'clock. Um, I probably go down the gym for a good hour um normally do a bit of weights end on a bit of cardio um and yeah then come back and literally just glue myself to the computer and shut my door so <laughs> it does get pretty eventful for me um but it does help you know the last couple of weeks i've been because it's been really good weather here um i've also been going to the gym weights cardio and then going straight down the beach and jumping straight in the cold um to really help you know those blood cells and get the bloody flowing um, and living this comfort, just so my normal life is good. Um, and then, yeah, once a week, twice a week, I always do an ice bath. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's something really important. Love to hear more about that. You mentioned breath work and jumping in the ocean and um, ice baths already. And I just want to know, like, how did you start that and how has it affected your life? Um, so the ice um, has really helped just because, you know, if you live in discomfort, your normal stresses of life are, like, really, really good and really easy to complement because going in that ice is harder than losing $20 out of your bank account. So, you know, um, it really has helped. It's also helped get a lot of stress, anxiety off me. It's made me really ground myself. Um, and then literally when I come out of the ice bath, I meditate for three to four minutes and it really just slows down, you know, my anxiety, you know, my stress levels and just really helps, you know, tackle the day. Um, and, you know, all this self-development work and people, you know, think, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do it. Nothing's going to happen. It happens when you don't expect it. Like, for example, like you're driving in the traffic and, 
you know, someone cuts you off, the old me would scream out the window and almost run at them and get out. The new me just laughs and just carries on. It doesn't affect me. So it affects you in ways that you don't know. So that's why I continue to do it. And I empower everyone else to just give it a go. Even if you don't do it for a lifetime, just do it for a month just to make yourself feel better or a day or an hour. Yeah. It's so interesting how those small, like, minuscule things that you think really don't make a difference really do make the difference like going on a 20 minute walk just to get outside breathe some fresh air and get some blood pumping through might not seem like much but actually just shifts your whole mindset and transforms you into this different person heading into the rest of your day and I found the same with meditation as well anytime I sit down and I'm just focusing on the breath and just grounding myself into my body, I just feel like I'm so connected back into the present moment. And even if it's two minutes, that really just shifts my day. And as someone who really struggles with anxiety as well, like being in control of your breath and being able to, you know, manage that heart rate and those thoughts that constantly are bombarding you is a skill that I feel like builds up over time using these techniques and using these I guess, little practices throughout your day. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And, you know, like the old school fashion of people, like especially my dad and my mom, they're just like, oh, that doesn't work. But they're always like, why are you so happily and bubbly? And it's like, well, why not? Like it's just everything's working out and it just takes some time and a bit of encouragement to, you know, get that. So you just got to keep working and you'll, you'll get those happy vibes when you really don't expect it. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Do you and your mates do this together or is it just you on your own? No, it's just me, to be honest. Um, a couple of people at the gym, like, um, come down with me and, like, you know, I've been at other meditation classes and ice breath sessions and stuff like that. Ice breath. Weird. Um, <laughs> session. And, yeah, they've been there and we all know each other from the gym. So I've got a bit of a group going on um and they're the people that are just so cool to be around you know like always got someone I can lean on now um so it really helps but my main friends maybe one of them um Kane he gets into it not really the ice baths but the sauna um and all my other mates are just like married sitting at home not doing much so yeah yeah i've been trying like he goes surfing and stuff like that but he's two kids and he's pretty busy so yeah to get a hold of him what would you say to him if you were like i really think he'd benefit from a meditation and he has a really Um, life like all of us do what would you say to him what would be your recommendation um i would just look him in the eyes and say you know how are you and if he says you know not well or i'll just say look come come for a meditation you know if he doesn't want to do it with me because he's embarrassed i'd send him to a you know a group or an event where there's people that don't know him so he can really lower off that anger um and ice bath he, he, he would hop in but it would just take a bit of encouragement to get him out of the house but um yeah anyone that's sort of thinking about doing it just give it a go because the way I see it at the end of the day, you know, when we all end up in heaven, um, it's your life, you know, it's the memories you take with it and how 
how you get through it. So why not be happier today instead of tomorrow? So it's just doing what works for you. And all this work that I've done works for me, you know. So, um, yeah, it just really, really helps. Yeah. I guess knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself um, back when your relationship broke down? What would be what would be your words of encouragement? Just go literally jump in the ice bath and do not get out for a while. <laughs> um, I should have just started working on myself beforehand, but I didn't know these things. Um, yeah, I just tell myself, bloody hell, man, like what was I doing? Um, you know, being like that, acting like that and ruining a relationship um but the way i look at it now it's all a learning curve it's all it's literally changed my life you know like if that person come back in it would be a completely different situation because you know i've worked on myself that long that you know i've got my self-control i've got my self-worth i've got everything that i need to have a relationship so you know and that's what some people need to do you know like just separate work on yourself learn things come back together if it works if not then hey you've learned something haven't you so that's the way i look at it now absolutely um yeah i wouldn't mind knowing a little bit about yourself how did you get into the space and why do you do what you do now to what you used to not do how do i get into the space that's a really good question um like i said before (laughs) i struggled with my mental health pretty much consistently anxiety at the very least throughout all of high school and probably even as a little kid and then once I got out of high school I graduated in 2020 so I graduated in the midst of COVID and just you know the world was in you know we all went through that right (laughs) it was in shambles and I guess I just really collapsed and I had a whole bunch of family breakdown stuff as well and I was homeless for a little bit at the end of high school and I think it just led me into this cycle that life is just the worst and I don't want to be a part of it anymore. And so I wasn't feeding myself and my distraction to like make sure that my heart was up and I thought, oh, I'm just helping my anxiety and releasing all of this energy through exercise. But when it comes down to it, my heart was just racing so fast all the time because I was so constantly anxious. And when I was working out, it felt like it was a little bit more normal. And so I used that as my coping mechanism and it actually ended me up in hospital. And it was the worst year of my life because I also broke up with my first love. And it's been a long journey since then, um, 2023 now. And at the end of 2022, I moved up to this new place and I decided that I really wanted to spread this message but I didn't really know how and the phrase how's your heart came along and I just had it on my heart I was like oh my gosh this is so much better than how are you because you know we always get asked how are you we always are like oh yeah I'm all good everything's fine but um asking how's your heart I feel like just like ticks the box and runs like hold up I'm not used to this kind of conversation. Um, Mm. It actually makes them check in with themselves. And so I just was like, let's go. Let's create this podcast. Let's see what happens. And then I guess that just brings us to present day. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. How do you think that 
you know, since your past relationship, how would you look at yourself now if something like that come along? Like, have you, do you feel strong enough or you're not ready or, you know, stuff like that? What, what has helped you, like, turn things around and learn from mistakes, like, you know, working on yourself? So very similar to you, I felt like I was dragging my first partner down and I felt like, you know, I was just a burden in their life. And um, I've definitely grown a lot since then and I know that, you know, everyone has their downfalls, everyone has their turn. It was just unfortunately my turn and I had to go first. And um, being only 18, I felt like there was something wrong with me. So I just ran for the hills and said, no, I need to be alone. No one bother me. I don't want anyone to be negatively influenced by this mental health illness. But unfortunately, what it led me to be was really freaking lonely and feeling like I was a lone wolf in this journey. And when I started you know, working on myself and becoming friends with myself and taking myself on dates, reintegrating myself back into friendships that actually care about me and actually were really supportive. That's when I started actually coming back to Jess as the person. And I think that's a massive part in mental health journeys when we've attached ourselves to a diagnosis or attached ourselves to the negative impacts of a mental health illness rather than who we are on a soul level, um, I think that's when it can start to get really messy and feel really lost. So coming back to myself means that it doesn't matter if I am dating someone and things happen in the relationship or, you know, I'm friends with some, someone and they're going through a really hard time or I'm going through a really hard time knowing that, you know, we're just people at the end of the day who are just going through some really hard shit right now and yeah yeah everyone has their turn (laughs) yeah that's it like I really like that part taking yourself on dates because I do that like nearly every day like go down to the local beach go for a walk put my airpods in you know listen to music I think that self-love is very important um so yeah thank you for pulling yourself through um yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear people's little story and what, what they've got and how they've done it because everyone's different. Um, some people never face these sort of things and some people do. So, yeah. you know, people who have faced it, you know, uh, just it's just what well, it's just our life. We just have to build through it. And, you know, I'm not thankful for what I went through, but from what I went through, you know, if I didn't go through it, I don't think I would have learned a lot in my life than I do now if I didn't go through it. So I'm sort of grateful in a way. Um, yeah, so, I completely yeah, relate really, to that. Really things <laughs> completely relate to that. I feel like sometimes people are like, oh, aren't you just so glad now because you've grown into this awesome person or, you know, you've come so far in your journey. And it's like, yeah, that's so great, but... You know, that was really hard too and I wouldn't go back and I wouldn't do it again because, you know, sometimes it just, like, it gets really dark down there some days. Oh, mate, yeah, it's, like, the amount of times I was just laying on the floor just crying in my own sorrows. But I didn't know anything, so, you know, that's when I had to start learning and getting through that situation. Did you reach out for help? 
to your mates or was it um, a self-driven thing? Yeah, I did eventually after the second time one of my mates found I was committing suicide. Um, I did after then, but going through it, I really didn't speak up. But I did mention to a few people like, oh, I'm just having a shit time. But a lot of people were looking at me as, oh, he's just having another cry. But when one of them actually found me committing suicide, then, uh, yeah, <laughs> then they did something about it. But I still, you know, I can count my group of friends on one hand, um, but those group of friends are, like, the most important friends you could ever have. So, you know, if I messaged one of them now and said, hey, look, can I come around for a chat, they would be like, yeah, come around. So, you know, back then I didn't have much, but, yeah, I uh, did seek help, like professional help, did see a psychologist. I do see a psychologist now, um, still, <laughs> three yeah, years same. later, still every fortnight. So, yeah, it really does help. And, you know, for a guy, you know, holding on to stigma, talking to someone you don't know or can't hold judgment um, and really, you know, not let, you know, they don't have to take a you know, a say or have a say in how you're feeling. If you're telling one of your best friends or a friend or especially someone that you are close with or interested in or maybe a relationship, partner, wife, whatever, it makes an impact to your relationship. You know, just like when my mates uh, said, I'm just having another moment, they all just, oh, he's just having another cry. And that really upset me because I actually was having a cry, but I was actually really suffering. Yeah. Um, but talking to that random psychologist really does help yeah i find really journaling does. helps a lot too yeah you yeah. journal too yes oh. it works so well. <laughs> right oh my goodness i have yeah. like um yeah. a library of these black bear oh. books right this this book here is literally just like full a like it's bloody full man <laughs> What do you use journal prompts? Do you right. just rewrite? Do you dot point? What is your style? No, nah, I just write down scribble. Yeah, it's good. Um, my style is literally just draw a little dot and then put what I'm thinking. And then the next dot is what am I going to do about it? And then question mark and I put what I'm going to do about it or how I get through it. I do that every night. Um, so I was actually journeying, journaling before I actually got on here, um, mm. just with some chin up stuff, just getting some clarity with, um, you know, stock coming in and out. It's uh, pretty eventful when you've got, you know, any one time you've got a lot of stock. Like, I mean, a lot of stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it does, it yeah. does work it out, you know, like, yeah, there's some days where it's like, hmm. <laughs> I love but that's how life. Actionable, so I, I love how actionable your journal practice is. How you like you state your feelings, you express it, you validate it, and then you move on to okay, actionality. What are we actually gonna do about this issue right here? What are we gonna do with this emotion? How are we gonna move this energy? Yeah, yeah, it um it does help. Um when I I was at a breathwork uh, session uh, ages ago. That was one of the things is what are you going to do about it in big capital letters in the middle of the page, question mark, and you write down a couple of dot points of what you're going to do about it. And then you look back at the sheet maybe like three days later, like look back at, you know, one of my old ones, you know, here, and I'm just looking at it going, oh, is that it? 
Oh, is that all? Oh, what was I worried about? It gives you that really good clarity, you know. So, yeah, just, mate, I find the journaling helps. Like if you go to the doctor for some, you know, medication to make yourself feel better, I tell you, breath work, ice baths, meditation, gym work and journaling is more empowering than any pill a doctor can give you. Is that your non-negotiables, an everyday non-negotiable? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, some days I may miss the journaling, but I am journaling every day with chin up, like with the business and, yeah. you know, moving forwards and sales and no sales and stuff like that. Um, I always are journaling somewhat, but if I skip a day or two journaling on myself, you know, some things I run out of stuff I've got to journal on because it's all about business and what I'm doing So and creating that conversation. So, yeah, most of it I'm normally all right, but there's some things, you know, like, some things that come up. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever look back on your old journals and read them? Um, yeah, yeah. I look back every like probably like four or five days and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Like, am I an idiot? Like, come on, man. Like, it's amazing when you work on yourself so much that the small changes really help quickly, like especially looking back at like last week or last weekend or something like that. It's just like, wow, what what was I what was I thinking? <laughs> Can you give and, us an example? Also, um, yeah, so what we got here. What was one thing um, you were anxious about? <laughs> um, I was anxious about um, basically the way some of my content was getting produced um, and what was happening. And when I look back at, like, the journaling and then some of the insights, I'm just like, why was I worrying? It was an extra click. It was an extra person that's seen it. Like, who cares? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, next. <laughs> like, yeah. Some of the things that I was worried about was just crazy, you know. So um, some of the stuff I do journal about personally are like, um, you are worth it. You are healthy. You know, you are getting through this. Don't stress. You know, I stress a lot about money, um, you know. It's okay. We've got X amount in the bank. I need this much to survive each week. So that really gives me good clarity. You know, a lot of people stress about money, especially with the expensive interest rates at the moment. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it does help journaling. It really, really does. Yeah. I find for myself, whenever I journal, it's like I'm spilling out my anxious version of me all onto the page. And once that's all gone and the journal's finished, it's like I can actually see it with fresh eyes that aren't tainted by this really anxious, like stressed out version of me. And it really just puts things back into perspective, unlike anything else. Yeah, it does. It really gives you that clarity. You know, like looking back probably like three, four years ago when all this stuff was happening to me, I would look at a book and go, I don't even want to look at the page. And now I might... I'll probably read like 10 pages after this podcast because I'm just so hooked into this chapter that I need to get through it because I want to find out what's happening on the other side. So, um, yeah, reading really does help and it also slows my mind down, you know, um, because, yeah, it can get pretty hectic. What is the one thing that if you're not at work that really just relaxes you and brings you back to you? Yeah, so um, 
if it's during the day or at night, if I feel a bit anxious, um, normally I just use my bedtime routine, which is um, warm shower, um, peppermint tea. I've actually got one here. Oh, <laughs> peppermint tea, um, peppermint tea with honey. Um, lay down. I put my phone in. Do not disturb. I meditate for three minutes. I put some um, lavender oil scent, like the descent oil, on my nose. Breathe that in. Um, and lay down and meditate for you no know, five to eight minutes, um, and then journal. I keep my phone and do not disturb through the whole time, and then literally I meditate and go to sleep. So I sort of say goodbye to everyone and good night or whatever I'm doing. I do that, you know, about eight o'clock, seven thirty. People, are like, geez, you're going to bed early, yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, but my bed routine takes like an hour, man. Yeah. Um, and I normally have like the best sleep. Like people are like, oh my god, man, like especially when I go camping, like I still try and meditate even though, you know, it's hard because your mate's around, but I still do it because I don't care what people think. Yeah. Um, and they know I do it because they oh, here he is, he's breathing again. Um, and I have the best sleeps. Like some of them are like, we, I went camping on the Easter weekend, so I'm like, geez, you were snoring, man. Do you have a good sleep? I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. Like, it's because that bedtime routine really does make an impact. It really does. I'm much the same. I rely on sleep so much. I'm in bed by 8 o'clock, asleep by 8.30. Like I find when I'm able to give myself enough energy and enough rest, the next day those mental health demons just do not bother me as much because I'm well rested and I feel like I have the ability to fire back and actually do the journaling, do the gym session, do the meditation and, you know, eat really good foods for me that will help me throughout my day. Mm, yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'd love for you to give us a spiel on how the House Your Heart community can support you. Yeah, so um, anyone that's listening or wants to be interested, um, Instagram, Chin Up Mental Health, Facebook, Chin Up Mental Health, um, everything's Chin Up Mental Health, um, websites.com.au. Um, send me a DM if you want to chat personally or give me my number, give me a call. Um, anyone wants to purchase, yeah, jump on. Um, I've also created for anyone listening a 20% discount code called How's Your Heart. Um, I created that just before I got on the pod. Um, and, yeah, if anyone is interested in that discount code, I'll send it over to you um, or just go on the website and put in how's your cart in the add to cart section and you'll get 20% off. So appreciate it. Thank you so much. No worries. Thank you so much for jumping on the show, Cam. I really appreciated it. Yeah, no, nah, more than more than happy anytime at all. Thank you very much for everyone listening. And the biggest message I've got for people is if you're not feeling all right or you're feeling shit, look, shoot me a message. It might be a random person, but I can help. Um, and just let, just tell yourself you're not the only one going through it. So there you go. It's true. Lean on each other. Yeah, that's it. Just get vulnerable because at the end of the day, it's your life, not others. Yeah, so true. Thank you so much.